Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome. I am your host Tia Hama and today we are discussing accountability and how to set productive goals. I am here with Darren Finkelstein. How are you, Darren? I'm fantastic, Tia. Thanks for having me. That's so great. Thank you so much for being here. We've worked quite hard to get to this point. Um, So I'm so glad that you're here today. Now, you've had a very interesting professional life. You've had a very incredible career. So before we get into the nitty gritty stuff, For those who don't know you, do you mind explaining sort of what it is you do and sort of um, who you are? Sure. And perhaps how I got here? Yes. Okay. No problem at all. So I'm an international accountability coach uh, and that is I work with high-performing individuals and their teams to help them get stuff done. Nice. Yeah, which is really, really cool. Um, How I got here was that uh, I had a a very successful entrepreneurial business myself and uh, I sold that business with my Mm. business partner and exited about five years ago. Uh, And uh, lots of people said to me, hey, Darren, you've got to go and start working with businesses and get them to do the things you're able to do in your business and uh, uh, impart that knowledge. And I thought that sounded like a great idea and tick those boxes uh, as a business was, was born. Uh, Prior to that, I spent uh, 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 10 years working for Apple Mm. uh, in the wonderful Steve Jobs era. So I've got some very fond (laughs) memories and very scary memories. You're in the the States for that? Uh, No, I was based here in Australia. Australia. But I've been at Cupertino so many times to uh, listen to Steve and watch him present new product and scream at everybody and, uh, <laughs> and and run the business in the direction he wanted to take it. We love it. Yeah, oh. which is a wonderful story but uh, a great era too. Yeah, that's so incredible. So as I've mentioned today, we're discussing accountability. Um, this is something I'm sure everyone is familiar with and every aspect of our lives sort of expects us to be accountable for our actions and our goals, whether that be personal or professional. So for our listeners, Darren, how would you define accountability? Yeah, good question because it's the dreaded A word, right? Mm. Um, a, a lot of people hear about accountability. A lot of people uh, talk about it, but no one really knows what it means. Yeah. Um, and so uh, accountability for me is about uh, doing the things you say you're going to do mm. and getting your team to do the same. Mm. And I think that's the best way to describe it in a functional way that everybody can understand without all the BS, just confusing what the heart of that word means. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something that has a lot of misconceptions and I think we have a very sort of negative attitude towards the meaning of accountability, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Sure. Um, So before that, we're going to get into some sort of do you know Darren or get to know questions. Uh, That's a scary thing. No, so it's just for the listeners to learn a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, And sort of before we dive into the science of things, you know, it's nice to sort of know who we're talking to. So I'm just going to ask you some questions and then you give me whatever comes to mind. Cool? 
Yep. Awesome. Okay. So a recent book you've been reading. Um, Someone's Got to Be the Most Expensive. It May As Well Be You by Andrew, yeah. Griff- by Andrew oh, wow. Griffiths. It's a ripper. I mean, yeah. it fundamentally uh, talks about the world we live in and providing a great a great level of service to your clients yeah. and being able to justify uh, not being the cheapest around. Yeah, of course. So this is a business-related sort of yeah. book? Okay, that's awesome. So what's that one called? Uh, Someone's Got to Be the Most Expensive. It May As Well Be You. And that's the a author nice is, title. Yeah, it's a ripper <laughs> title. And the author is Andrew Griffiths. Awesome. Okay, great. So what is a movie you would recommend? Oh, wow. Um, or it can be a favourite movie, but that brings up a very different conversation does, for people. It does, it does. <laughs> so my wife and I have been watching this amazing series on telly called um, uh, This Is Us. Oh, okay. Uh, and it is fantastic. It's on. I think it's on Stan mm. and it's like five seasons and it talks about this family with triplets in the US and it looks at their entire life journey and wow. it reflects backwards, backwards from the present day to... Uh, days when the mum and dad were courting and, you know, going out together oh, and doing nice. that stuff. And it's just this amazingly good series. So oh, that's so awesome. This is us. I'd re- highly this recommend it. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'll add that to my list. <laughs> yeah. Our list's getting longer, aren't they? Oh, the list is growing every single time I talk to a different guest because everybody has incredible recommendations and I think I'm just so willing to watch whatever I need to watch. So my list is permanently growing, but yeah. that's my own problem. I set some goals for that. <laughs> yeah. well, can we talk about that? Yeah, no, let's talk about movies for the next hour and a half. That sounds great. Um, okay. Do you have a favourite podcast? I do. Uh, it's called Small Business, Big Marketing. Uh, okay. The host is Tim Reed yep. uh, and it's on the listener platform. Okay. Um, and I've known Tim. He was actually a client of mine when I was at oh, Apple. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, 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 which is an incredible story. And we've stayed uh, really close mates and uh, followed Tim on his journey and his podcast is awesome. Yeah. I think it's uh, in the top ten of podcasts around the country. Um, And uh, Tim is a wonderfully articulate and a really – he's really good at breaking the complex down to something really simple. Really good takeaways out of each uh, episode and they interview guests where you can – understand a little bit more what goes on under the hood of uh, lots of different organisations. It's a small business, big marketing, Tim Reed is the host. Right, so it follows sort of different businesses? Yeah, it does. Yeah, oh, awesome. That sounds amazing. And, and its heart is really about getting small business yeah. to compete uh, aggressively out there in a marketplace with big business. Yeah. But you don't have to be a big business uh, to do that. Yeah, uh, wow. So it's it's wonderful tips that... Uh, Little bits of gold uh, yeah, that, that he can share, which is which is terrific. Oh, 100% for those who are interested. Yeah, mm. that sounds like an incredible podcast. Okay, who is your famous role model, if you have one? Yeah, Not everybody yeah. does. Yeah, no, I do, I do. Um, the barefoot investor, Scott Pape. Oh, yes. What a fantastic. What a legend. What a legend. And <laughs> I, I had this uh, amazing opportunity Um to have breakfast with him a couple of weeks ago. <gasps> no way. After he'd read my book. Oh, my goodness. It was. It was that moment where I Full just. Full circle. I had, yeah, I said, Scott, do me a favour. Can you pinch me, will you? Because I, I don't <laughs> believe how this has happened. But he was 
uh, Googling accountability. He wow. came across my website. Yeah. Uh, you've got to love Google. And oh, he clicked the link. He then went uh, and had a look at some videos, some client testimonials, and realised one of those testimonials was from a friend of his. Oh, wow. Small where we live in. Yeah. And uh, he spoke to his friend and organised for us to have breakfast. Oh, wow. And uh, we met in the city here and... Uh, he was able to, well, he came with a whole uh, diary full of questions about my book that he wanted to discuss in more detail. Oh, wow. And you had to pinch me because there I am talking <laughs> about my book with uh, Australia's most successful yeah. author. Oh, um, and his whole business model is, is phenomenal. But at heart, uh, you know, he's a boy from the land mm. and he's so proud of that. Yeah. And he's very grounded and... Um, Scott's created a, a wonderful, uh, uh, a wonderful business, and oh, helped a lot amazing. of people along the way. Yeah, no, definitely, such an incredible person. That mm. would have that breakfast. Oh, I know it was great. It was great. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, and final question: um, A course you have completed? It can be anything. Yeah. Um, so in two thousand and eleven, uh, I completed the. Um, uh, key person of influence entrepreneurial accelerator program wow. that went for, for a 12-month period, um, met some amazing people along the way, uh, but um, it was really the catalyst for me uh, taking the subject matter that I felt passionate about mm. and that I have uh, lots of energy and good things to share and and start publishing some of that and, and released a number of books. Yeah. Oh. So... That's amazing. Wait, so you've got, have you got multiple books or is this the one? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so uh, The Accountability Advantage um, is, is uh, Play Your Best Game is my, is my latest book. Yeah. And previously when we, um, uh, when we had our entrepreneurial business before we sold it, I'd written three books in that business. Yeah, wow. Uh, oh, and, awesome. Uh, those books had uh, got enormous traction. One was top five on iTunes. Oh, wow. I know. It was like, Congratulations. Wow, it, it was that <laughs> moment as well. But it's being able to publish that content and having mm. the confidence to do so. Yeah. Um, I think is game changing. But we'll talk yeah. more about that later. Oh, 100%. All right. So that wraps up our sort of get to know you section. So we're going to dive into the good stuff now. The stuff that everyone's here to talk about, which is accountability mm -hmm. and goal setting. It's complicated, it's stressful, but we're going to try and change the mindset and the attitude towards it because it needs to be something that we can integrate into our everyday life. Yep. So we've discussed the definition of accountability, um, but given your experience, how would you personally define productivity? Yep. So productivity for me is about output. Yep. Uh, it's about uh, uh, getting into those tasks that you set yourself and being able to complete those, whatever those tasks may be. Yeah. Um, so productivity for me is is determined by the outcome that we achieve. Yeah, it's definitely that input versus output kind of thing. And I think there's a lot of research that supports that notion. So what do you believe to be the main challenges that can hinder an individual's personal productivity? Uh, wow, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> th there is, and it's it's so different for every individual. Yeah, I think in the if I look back at the clients that I do work one on one with um, in my programs, it's about overwhelm. I think is probably the biggest. Okay, and the one the item that's on the top of the list that stops people from moving forward, mm. because we're all under the pump in business. Mm. We've all got deadlines to meet, yeah. and it's about juggling balls in the air. Yeah, definitely. Trying to keep as many balls as you can going without yeah. dropping them. Yeah. And being overwhelmed uh, causes us to procrastinate because we just mm. don't know where to start. 
Yeah. And because we don't know where to start, what we end up thinking is that it's me. It's our self-belief. Mm. It's I don't have the ability to go and do that, complete that task. Definitely. And so overwhelm for me is, is I believe, the number one thing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably, yeah, you've really narrowed it down there in terms of yeah, having all those balls in the air. And everyone's balls are different, but like everyone's topics are are different and everyone's sort of trying to be productive in a different kind of way for a different kind of purpose. Yeah. Um, so when you're juggling all of those things, yeah, it can be quite overwhelming, especially depending on what it is. A hundred percent. But what's interesting to you is that those balls we're juggling there include our life activities and stuff that's yeah. going on. So it's really hard to get into something and focus on achieving a particular goal or, a, or completing a task when we've got these other things that are just niggling at us, whether it's had an argument with my kid child this morning, <laughs> yeah. um, things at home aren't so good, there yeah. maybe there's some financial things, there's sickness things, there's, you know, life things. Mm. Um, and it's about really trying to, for me, what's worked is trying to com- compartmentalise those things. Definitely. And just identify what needs to be done now and just focus on that. Yeah, definitely. I think that compartmentalization of your mind is so important when it comes to your personal productivity. So I think it's a big assumption that productivity comes with accountability and they seem undoubtedly linked. Um, but obviously, accountability is a large part of humans' downfall when it comes to productivity. So how, in your opinion, does accountability and goal setting influence our productivity? Sure. Sure, it's a really interesting question. We just want to take a step back. One of the things that stops us from embracing accountability as a society is the fact that it's only ever talked about when something's gone wrong. Yeah. So, you know, I called it in our intro, the dreaded A word. That A word gets rolled out when a politician has failed to deliver and, you know, there's a big deficit or huge unemployment. Yeah. Um, it's assigned usually to finger pointing and blame. Definitely. <clears throat> so what we need to do is to be able to really uh, understand that accountability is as simple as taking responsibility for a task and making sure that we complete that task. Yeah. It starts with a single task. See, we are responsible for things but we're accountable to people. Yeah, definitely. So, good example, uh, um, I might say to a friend, I'm going to go to the gym with you tomorrow morning. Yeah. So we we agreed at 7 o'clock we'll meet each other at the front door of the gym. Well, perhaps I haven't had a really good sleep or I woke up with a headache and I don't feel 100% the next morning, but the fact is that I've taken the responsibility to mm. want to go to gym, but yeah. I've made a commitment to him that I'm going to meet him at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Means that I'm not going to let him down. Yeah. And vice versa. He's not going to let me down. So we will then make sure that we attend gym and, and try and enjoy the session that yeah. we can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's really important to remember we're accountable to people. Mm. I'm not accountable to Microsoft Word or my, I'm not accountable to Google. Yeah. Um, I'm accountable to the person that sits across from me at the table and we need to work through getting to that next destination together. Yeah, definitely. I think you've brought up an interesting point there in terms of 
being accountable to people and not being accountable to things because I think when we think about accountability, obviously that involves being accountable person but it's always kind of hard to sort of picture what that looks like because when you're actually doing sort of whatever it is you're doing, it seems so sort of in your head and personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that instance you brought up sort of going to a gym with a friend and that ties very nicely into my next sort of question which is about accountability partners. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? And in the long run, I guess, do you think this can harm an individual's goal-setting skills because it might create a sense of dependency on that person? Uh, no. It okay. won't create a sense of dependency on that person if the accountability partner is doing it right. Okay. All right. So if I am your accountability partner and I'm going to start to help you do these tasks, then it's going to create a dependency on me because you will realise, well, if I just ask a couple of questions here and act like I don't know how to complete this task, maybe Darren will do it for me because he really knows (laughs) how to do it. Yeah. So accountability partner is not the person doing the task. They're there to be a sounding board for your progress. Yeah. So if we remember what the role is and we manage our time together uh, in our accountability sessions together, then we can um, identify what you need to need to do, Tia, and when you're going to complete that by Ooh, and yeah. what are the steps that you need to do to complete that task. Pressure. <laughs> it's not pressure. Yeah. It's about honesty. Yeah. Because no, if you don't deliver on that goal, if you mm. don't deliver on that due date – then you're not going to achieve the goal you want. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, I think, the biggest reasons why people's goals that they set don't come to fruition. Yeah. Because no one's, you know, I set a goal, I'm going to, by the end of this year, I'm going to uh, uh, pick a figure, uh, lose 10 kilos. Mm. Okay, well, that's a nice goal. So so what do we need to do like now to make that happen towards our 10 kilos. Yeah. And if we don't have that plan created, we've got no hope in hell of of achieving that task. Steve Jobs, it was his favourite thing he talked about. Execution of a plan is the most important thing Mm. because too many organisations, too many individuals take on these great goals, these great ideas, these great plans. And if you don't implement those and you can't execute them in a timely fashion, then it's absolutely wasted. It's completely pointless. Totally. Yeah. So in terms of, because I think I'm just really curious as to how this sort of works. Can you sort of give an example of what having an accountability partner sort of actually means and how that actually works? Sure. So it's about sitting down. So I'll give you an example of an accountability group that that I I was in for the best part of five years. Yeah. So there was uh, five businesses, um, all from different industries, so there was no direct competition with each other. We were all bringing different perspectives. Different perspectives is really important. Okay. Because I don't want to sit down next to or find an accountability partner who's a duplicate of Darren. Yeah, true. Because all I'm going to end up doing is the stuff that Darren's doing. Echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. And all, and there'll be lots of back patting and you're awesome <laughs> and fantastic. This is great. You're killing yeah. it. But we're actually not doing anything. Mm. So we want to find different people because they bring different perspectives. So we got together um, once a month um, and we went out for dinner because that worked best for us because everybody was busy during the day. Mm. And what we did is we um, 
we uh, found ourselves a, a private room at a restaurant, so we were uninterrupted. Yep. We had an agenda. Oh, so wow. So before the event started, yep. the, ev- the agenda was circulated by one person who was responsible for doing that task and we rotate it so everybody gets a chance to, to, to take on that role. So we knew beforehand what we were going to talk about. We effectively had a time schedule, just like you've presented me here about today's podcast, <laughs> yeah. which is so wonderful because it helps me work through those steps. Yeah. <clears throat> we agreed that it wasn't a social event. We were happy to have beers and do stuff once our session had finished, but this was purely a business focus to work on our agenda. Yeah. We had a set of protocols that we all agreed to beforehand. So that meant that we were all going to sit together and be honest with each other. Yeah. We're going to be respectful for, uh, for each other. We, we weren't here to judge another person. We were yep. here to talk confidentially about their business and how we could make it better. And then we'd all looked at things like what worked well for us in the last month, what didn't work well for us in the last month, what we could do to fix those problems, what are the things we'd like to achieve by the time we get together next month. Yeah. So we around the table, five people, all had an opportunity to be that that uh, uh, in the hot seat, so to speak, oh, wow. and talk about those. And we were getting input from each person. We agreed there were the things, you know, uh, other people hearing about the situations and the and the stuff you're dealing with is a wonderful perspective from an outsider to come and give some feedback that was really important feedback. Uh, awesome and you're doing a great job, were left outside because that's not going to help me. The best <laughs> yeah. thing I could get from this was some real down-to-earth feedback that yeah. got me to change what I, was, what I was looking at doing. And so that was how our sessions worked. For a couple of hours it was really good uh, time that was spent. Everybody had an opportunity to talk. Everybody had an opportunity to identify those problems and get a different take on the feedback we walked away with action items. You need to do this by next Thursday. Um, and then the next thing, once that's done, the next step is to do this by such and such a date. And we would check in on whether those things are being done. Yeah. And it's the checking in on those things that are being done that are critical. Okay. Because if you don't, then you just know that another month, you'll just have another month of the same. Yeah. So you're actually not fixing the problem. You're just part yeah, of the problem. Of course. So we would work together towards achieving our goals and it worked incredibly well. Well, that sounds amazing. That's so, that sounds like, yeah, such a informative and helpful and constructive kind of environment. And that's sort of what you need. You can't just sort of sit in your little bubble and just no. sort of, yeah, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> and, and, and the original question was about what, with accountability partners, what works and what doesn't. That's why I can't make my business partner, Yeah. I can't make my life partner, my accountability partner. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is when we, we need to have that kick in the ass moment where I need a priority alignment, I need to be reminded why this was so important in the first place. So if it's so important in the first place, why aren't I doing those things that need to be done in the lead up? Yeah. Sometimes your life partner can't be the person who needs to go hard at that point. Yeah. No, definitely. So if someone was looking for an accountability partner and sort of wanted to do something like that. Do you think that's possible to sort of achieve in sort of like a smaller scale? And like, who would you recommend sort of for listeners? Like if they were looking for an accountability partner, who would you sort of recommend that they sort of look for? Sure. Well, me. (laughs) So that's that's what I do. I work with one-on-one with businesses and I facilitate group forums 
and team forums where um, I'm that chairman. I take the notes. Yeah. I follow you up every week. I yep. make sure that the group is doing the things they need to do. And it's really, uh, it's not difficult to get a group of people together. Mm. Uh, so you could pick your workplace. You could pick your, your project group if you're working in a project team or you're in a sales team. You could pick members of that department. Um, uh, you could pick people that you perhaps went to uni with, your, your alumni, which is always nice to catch up because they uh, have a, a level of understanding, uh, which I think is a, a, a important prerequisite. Yeah, okay. You want someone who's going to give you really good feedback. Yeah. Not someone who talks a lot but doesn't deliver themselves. So is it sort of helpful to have somebody as your accountability partner who's sort of like in the field that you're in so that they understand sort of what it is that... No, I think no. It, no I, I think if they're not in the field that you're in, I think that's better. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that really is better because yeah, an outsider's perspective is is really good to get outside the bubble. Yeah. Um, and uh, and look at you know perhaps best practice across other industries. Okay. Um, but it's really important to have someone who's, uh, I believe, who has sort of walked the walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's done that before. <laughs> yeah. Navigated the road you're trying to navigate down. No, definitely. Um, so a part of being accountable, like we've already said, being, and sort of achieving those goals involves being brutally honest with yourself. Um, so, but could that have a negative impact on someone's productivity? For example, if desired goals are not reached and a self, a sense of self, um, efficacy and efficiency is, is lowered. Totally, totally it can, but it's about communicating that to them. Okay. And how those conversations take place. Yeah. So, for example, if we set a task and that task isn't done, and there's not a, you know, there's not a valid reason why it hasn't been done, what would be really important is to sit down and understand why that task was selected in the first place. Okay. And does that individual have the ability to do the task in the first place? Yeah. Quite oh, often people take on tasks mm. because their managers have told them to do that. <laughs> yeah. But if they're not part of their KPIs in the first place yeah. and if they're not in their skill set, how in the hell are they going to do that task? Yeah. And quite often people take on tasks to please others. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't really please themselves. And you need to be able to prioritise this stuff. So if I don't have time in my day to be able to do that task because I'm doing all the other tasks that I've taken on, then you need to communicate with somebody and say, hey, stop, I've got this task. I don't have enough time to do it. Yeah. This is what my schedule looks like. I cannot fit that in. Can we either get someone else to do it who's perhaps more interested, who has time, maybe it's where their sweet spot or the skill set is, um, or you know, can I have an extension on it? Mm. Yeah. But really it's about understanding what is required to complete that task and then working out whether you have the skills to be able to do it. Yeah. If you have all the skills to be able to do it and, you, and you've made the time to do it and you've not followed through on that, then that's a fair and reasonable hard yeah. conversation you need to have with somebody. Yeah, of course. They're not just giving you a story. They're yeah. not making an excuse. So you've mentioned sort of when it comes to actually setting sort of that um, task or that goal, you have to sort of keep in mind sort of how achievable it is. When it comes to setting goals, 
sort of what would what advice would you give for people who are struggling to sort of set goals and then actually achieve them? Because I think it's so easy for us to sort of be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And you assume that you sort of have the capacity to do it, but sort of what advice would you have for people who just don't exactly know where to start when it comes to setting goals and then keeping themselves accountable to actually achieve those goals? So in the, in the goal setting process, I believe it's really important to understand what's required and sort of set some sort of timeline of the steps needed to complete that goal before you determine whether you want to take it on. Yeah. So let's make sure that we set goals that are, you know, they're, they're, they're sp- specific to we're really clear on what the the achievement is. Like, you know, you set a, a destination in Google Maps. You need to be very specific. Yes. You, can go up, you can go to the left instead of going to the right and you can yeah. still get to that destination. You have to come at it from a different perspective. Yeah. We need to be really clear on what our goal is in the first place. We need to be able to, you know, measure our success towards that goal. Am I actually making some inroads? Yeah. That Google destination is the time and the is the time till I get to that destination. <laughs> yeah. And is the is the distance from that destination getting smaller? Yeah. I like that analogy. Because yeah, everybody understands that, but it's no different for a goal. Mm. Um, we, we we need to make sure that the goal we're setting is attainable. Yeah. I can't say I want to fly to the moon tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, we used to, and mum and dad, you'd go, yeah. Oh, definitely. Well done, Darren. That's a a great goal. You can do that. (laughs) But the reality is we can't do the things we set out. Yeah. And a lot of people, and particularly the older we get, a lot of people don't realise that. Yeah. So they set these goals which are totally unrealistic in the first place. Yeah. That's why most New Year's Eve resolutions don't work. That's true. Yes. No, you bring up a very interesting, (laughs) controversial point there. Exactly. (laughs) And so, so our goal, we need to make sure it's relevant to us. Yep. So let's set a goal that's relevant to me achieving achieving my KPIs in my business unit or for, for my job. Yeah. Let's, if we're going to set a goal that's outside that, we need to make sure we set the right amount of priority because our priorities need to be on our KPIs yeah. to fulfil the role of our in our job description. Yeah. That needs to be our focus. Definitely. And we want to make sure that that's, of course, all relevant to what we're doing, relevant to our purpose, relevant to my interests, and all goals need to be time-bound. We need to set a date. Yeah, true. That is a date for everything. (laughs) It is because you know what it means? You've got to commit to it. Mm. So how badly do you really want this? Yeah, that's true. So I think it's like I'm curious as to your thoughts and we've, like you've already touched on, sort of those different levels of goals because I think we set goals um, and we think of these sort of big kinds of achievements that are seen as success in the eyes of society, like, you know, becoming the CEO of Nike or becoming like a Socceroos player. But when it comes to the employer or employee relationship, do you think employers should be setting the goals of their employees and how achievable do you think these goals sort of need to be? Can I sit on the fence with the answer to that question? <laughs> of I course. Think, I think employers need to set some goals for employees. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think that, you know, it, it, from a business's point of view, it has its goals. It, it, it too should be setting the goals the same way. Darren and Tia set their goals. Yeah. The process should be the same. Okay. Um, if a big corporation wants to set its goals, it needs to say, well, how are we going to double our, our 
fails in the next 12 months, okay, how do we do that? Yeah. What are the steps that are required to do that? And I often reckon the best way to work that out is to deconstruct our, our, our endpoint. Okay. Go back to our Google map analogy before. Yep. We set a destination. We need to know what uh, what um, uh, what time we need to be at that destination. We need to make sure we understand the traffic that's involved between getting from one point to another point, so we can time that exercise correctly, mm. so I can achieve that goal. So, from a business's point of view, if it wants to double its turnover, what are the steps it needs to do? What are the things that has worked for that business? What are the things that hasn't worked for that business? And it needs to work out, if we need to do that in 12 months' time, where do I need to be at the end of every month? Yeah. Where do I need to be at the end of every week? Okay. And so you can monitor your progress. So when you when you work through that and you achieve your weekly milestones, you'll get closer to achieving your 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 big goal. But you need to understand what that what those pieces are of that puzzle through deconstructing it. Yeah. Okay, so do you think it's sort of more realistic in terms of setting smaller sort of like more achievable goals rather than setting sort of one big goal? Because I think there's a lot of research and it can be quite sort of contradicting in terms of like the higher the goals, sort of the better the performance. Do you think, like, do you agree with that? Do you think that there has to be a certain level of intensity that comes with goals or do you think that they can be quite sort of, um, I don't want to say realistic because I think obviously goals need to be realistic, yep. but do you sort of understand what I'm trying to say in terms of? Sure, sure. So when we focus on a goal, we focus on the end result. Yeah. We need to focus on those little steps that are going to get you to the end result. Yeah. So therefore it's not all so intensive. Yeah. It's okay. what are the little things I need to do and do on a certain date that are going to get when – when I put all those little things together, are going to get me the big thing. Yeah. So we're not focusing on the big thing. That's the prize at the end. What we're focusing right now is doing the first thing I can do. And they need – you know, we need to make sure it's – it's if it's too intense, we're going to perhaps lose the interest of our team. We're going to – they'll burn out. They'll be stressed. They're not going to be able to give you the best result. Those little wins we get need to be – clearly understood, they need to be celebrated. Yeah. Um, we need to take that success of our first win and move to the second one. Yeah. Achieve that little next piece and then move to the next thing. And that's going to get us to the end result. So if when do you think it's good to let a goal go? Like when do you think it's good to sort of reassess and be like, you know what, this goal is just not achievable anymore. So we're doing this every week or every whatever the frequency that someone is keeping you accountable is doing. Okay, yeah. So it's not done at the end. It's done during that process. Yeah. So if we say as a company our goal in the next 12 months is to do uh, in, to increase our sales. Yeah. Where we now understand we've deconstructed that to understand what are the steps we need to do along the way. How, frequent, how frequently would we be meeting to talk about achieving that goal, to checking, checking in on people? It can be a simple phone call. Hey, just checking in, Tia, see how you're going. Yeah. And you raise something with me at that time that indicates that 
you're struggling with it. Mm. So that's we can sit down and talk about that. Yeah. We can find out what resources you need to make that easier for you. What clarity do you need so it's 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 really it's really clear in your mind as to what that next step is. Yeah. What are the tools you need to complete that milestone? So we do this along the way. Yeah. So we should know along the way that our goal is achievable. But as I said earlier, we often before we take on the task, we need to determine what's needed to achieve it before we say, yes, we'll do it. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I think – and I think we sort of forget about that when you're setting goals because I think when you're little, like you sort of brought up with the astronaut thing, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to space and that's totally going to happen. But when you're that age, you don't really think about sort of what actually needs to be yeah. achieved to get to that point. Correct. Um, but also human nature, we all want to achieve our goals. We oh, want to get the pat on the back. We want to feel <laughs> like we fit in. We want to feel we're valued. We want to feel we have a purpose. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, yeah, we pair that idea of sort of goal setting and accountability with success. And I think it's very important that you sort of understand sort of those, yeah, like you said, those distinct little steps that are actually going to get you to that point where you're actually going to be able to achieve that and have someone keep you accountable for that. Yep. So... We've talked a lot about the idea of accountability and it can sound a little bit sort of scary because obviously, like you said, it's it's the dreaded A word. How can listeners adopt a positive attitude towards accountability and not view it as a stressful assessment of themselves? There's a study done in the US back in 2010. Um, I, I talk about it a lot in my book that said the probability of achieving your goal uh, increases quite significantly if you undertake some steps. Yeah. The first step, uh, um, you know, you're, if you have a plan and you, you identify, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do this, um, it can be a goal, it can be a task, it can be a process, it can be anything, um, your probability goes to 10% of being successful with that goal. Yeah, wow. That's, that's all right. We've started, right? 10%'s not a lot, but we're actually it's, it's a step. It's yep. our first step. The probability then increases. Um, if we identify a plan, if we identify how we're going to do that, mm. our probability increases to something like 30%. Yeah, wow. Ooh, okay, now we're now we're talking. <laughs> we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Yeah. So then if we identify uh, what are the, the, the steps that are required to make that happen, our probability goes to, to about 45%. Wow. Yeah. It's, this, now we're getting real. Yeah. This is the, now this shit's getting real. Yeah. So then we then look at um, if we set a uh, – we, we communicate that t- to others. Mm. When we set a goal, quite often people don't want to talk about that goal. Because what ends up happening when they talk about that goal is that others will then check in on them. Yeah, and true. I don't want to go, oh, I didn't do that. You know, I said I was going to, I said I was going to um, pick a thing, uh, run a marathon. Yep. I haven't done that yet. I haven't competed. I haven't started training. Mm. So I'm losing face here, right? So people don't often want to talk about this stuff. If you can talk about this stuff and share it with others, your probability goes to 65%. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is that 
I say to you, Tia, hey, Tia, I'm going to run a marathon in three months. And you, you go, wow, this is fantastic, Darren. You check in on me. Give me a call in a couple of weeks. Hey, Darren, how are you going with your marathon preparation? <laughs> yeah. You're on my team, right? You're supporting yeah. me. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well done. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. You're getting closer. Yeah. That's what friends do. That's yeah, what people do. Yeah, you want them do. to succeed. Exactly. So if we can start sharing that with people, start sharing our goal with people, we will get more support along the way. It's yeah. not a negative thing. Yeah. So our probability has gone to 65% because Oof. we've able to do that. If we then set a regular accountability uh, catch up with someone who's holding us accountable for that task, mm. our probability goes to 90%. Wow. That's intense. It is intense. So if you, <laughs> if you then have a goal, just break it down. Yeah. It's really not that hard to do to follow those steps. Um, I talk about those steps in my book. But if we can just follow that step, we're moving along the path. Yeah. We're taking the next step forward, yeah. getting us closer to wherever our destination is. Um, holding some, having someone hold you to account brings it all together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to come around to the idea of an accountability partner. It always sort of freaked me out, I'll be honest. And I think that's for most people. Like it's just a scary sort of thought because you don't want to – you don't want to disappoint someone because you come up with these ideas in your head and your goals and you're kind of like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be bad at this. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's because you've got the perspective on it that you're perhaps going to let that person down. True, we sort of go in thinking that we will fail. Right. So wh wh why do we think we're going to fail? Because we haven't taken the steps that we know that work. Yeah. If we know the steps that work are having a plan, if we know the steps are we need to prioritise that plan, if we know the steps of how we implement, how we execute all those elements that we, we um, uh, that I cover off in my book gives you the ability to take those bite-sized chunks. We just focus on this one. Let's be really good at that. Not letting anybody down. My accountability partner is going to think this is great when they <laughs> yeah. ring up. And there's nothing better than knowing that your accountability partner is going to call you at five o'clock tonight for your weekly chat. Yeah. No better incentive to give you a kick in the pants Definitely. to do the task that you promised you were going to do last <laughs> week. Yeah. But it's also important to... Understand that if you don't achieve that task when you say you will, what are the consequences? Yeah. What are the penalties? Definitely. You've got an accountability partner? Set a penalty. Yeah. I, I, I have clients, we, we often joke about this because we try and take the, make it a fun exercise. <laughs> yeah. But I have clients uh, that are in my program that uh, you know, a task was, was kept on getting pushed on the back burner. Uh, and that task needed to be done. It had we had agreed to complete that task several sessions ago, yeah. and he still hadn't done that task. We agreed that if he hadn't complete that task in the next tw one week, and he was fairly um, uh, he was fairly open with his political views to me in our conversations, yeah. we'd have a laugh and we'd talk about different things. He wanted to donate. We agreed that his penalty would be a donation to the political party that he hated. Oh wow! <laughs> and we put we put I think there was like five hundred dollars, so it was oh, a bit wow. of hurt yeah. money in there. So mm. if it was wasn't going to deliver on that task, it was going to hurt him the consequences. Nothing worse than deliver than donating to the political party that he hated. He used yep. to tell me about how much he hated them, <laughs> um, and so that was his consequences. Yeah. 100% guaranteed he was going to do that task on time because he wasn't going to donate to the, that organisation. Yeah, he true. hated that. And penalty it worked beautifully. So intense. Yeah. So we needed to create some sort of penalty, some yep. sort of consequences. It doesn't have to be big dollars associated to it. It can be you uh, had another client who ended up 
agreeing if he didn't do a task, he had to wear the football jumper of his team to the opposition that he hated the most <laughs> and buy a membership ticket. Oh, wow. So he would be standing in that queue waiting to get to that front window. Oh. That sounds horrible. Well, it does sound horrible, <laughs> but it was, you know, no one got hurt. No one, no yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a, a good fun task and he, he delivered on what he needed to deliver. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's good. So we want to build some consequences into this. Yeah. So we're just not making a statement, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that and, and coming up with an excuse as to why we can't. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, yeah, and like when you pointed out like that, I, there are definitely things in my personal life where I have sort of been like, okay, if I don't do this, I am going to actually suffer the consequences. The main aspect of this probably being physiotherapy <laughs> is sort of if you don't actually do the stuff that your physio gives you in the long run, you're not, like, you're going to suffer from those injuries again. Yeah. So I think, yeah, for people who want to look at it like that in the sports sort of mentality. Sure, then yeah, but, sure. but if you take what you just said and and work out how much pain and up, and how much discomfort you'd went through, mm. um, you'd realise that, that was good enough incentive for you to do that. Definitely. That exercise, do that uh, uh, that bit of stretching you needed to do to reduce that pain and suffering moving forward. Yeah. If there wasn't enough hurting that for you, you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Bit, that's a bit freaky. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, of course. I think, yeah, when you're in that situation, I was really injured and sort of when you're actually in that and you're in the pain and you're like, oh, my gosh, when I actually get out of this – when I'm done with this stupid suffering, I am going to work like so hard and be like so sort of effective in achieving that, you know, physical goal, whether that's sort of building back up a muscle or being able to play certain sport or something like that again. And yeah, that's, that's helpful when you sort of look at it in the grand scheme of things, which is great. Okay. So that pretty much wraps up the interview portion of our sort of podcast. So we're going to go into some more sort of personal practice and habit debriefs. So this is where mm -hmm. the listeners sort of get to know what are, what do the experts actually do for themselves? Yep. So the first question is what is the practice that you do to improve um, whether that be accountability or goal setting? What do you what is a practice that you do that improves how effective you are at that thing and sort of optimizes your self productivity? Sure. Good question. Um so I have an accountability coach. Yeah, well. Yeah. So I have someone that, that I meet with uh, on a regular basis um, and they look at the, the the things I said I was going to do last month and they hold me accountable to make sure that I do them as well. Yeah, wow. Because we're all busy. You know, yeah. we're all we're all dealing with the, 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 the stuff the world throws at us and um, if, I, if those things achieving those goals and those uh, those tasks were really important, then um, um, I need to be held accountable for it as well mm. because yeah. I want to achieve the things that I've, I've set for myself. Yeah, definitely. Proof everybody needs an accountability partner. Yeah, 100%. I think you assume, yeah, like the experts and the people who are professionals in this field, you're like, yep. yeah, no, like they don't – it's like when you, yeah, like – come across like a singer or somebody and they're like, yeah, I have a voice coach. And you're like, well, what do you need a voice coach for? Because <laughs> you're you're the best, but yeah. everybody needs everybody needs that help and that coaching. You know, it's it's whether you're a, a, an under 12 netballer um, who goes to training with their friends to play netball, you need a coach. Whether you play for Australia in netball, football, well, it doesn't matter the sport, you need a coach. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to take your achievement of something seriously, 
Um, and you don't need a coach to make you the world's best. Mm. I just want to become the best version of myself that I can be. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'm a keen golfer. I have golf lessons every week. Yeah, wow. Um, and not because I want to be a pro golfer. Um, I have no desires to do that. <laughs> yeah. I just want to deliver the best possible outcome yeah. with the two arms and the two legs yeah. and, the, and the ability that I've been given. Um, so I think it's really important. If it's important enough to you to want to do it, to be good at it, yeah. to to take your your standard to a, a different level, then you want to get a coach. Definitely not everybody it. has that. Yeah. Not no, everybody definitely. wants it. So what are... For you personally, mm-hmm. what are three good things about this practice, sort of having a coach for, for you personally? Sure. So, um, well, uh, I get to think about in advance what are the things that I'm trying to achieve. So we go back to the Google Maps analogy before. I have a destination keyed in and I'm pressing the start button. Yep. I then – it gives me a chance to break down those steps that I need to do and those – those barriers that are in either in my head or real barriers um, to um, really get a cl- get clarity on what needs to be done. It forces me to articulate my goals to someone else, so I'm just not sharing, keeping them to myself, in, because I don't want to tell others. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't let myself down or let them down. But it's really important to share it because if it's real, you'll share it. Yeah. Um, and it gives me a chance to, um, celebrate my wins. Yeah. That's you know, great. when I achieve something, we, we celebrate and it, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not champagne and balloons. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, a pat on the back. It's well done. It's debriefing over how good that feeling is of yeah. achieving it because there's so much to be gained from that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's not on a grand scale and we, we do it ritually. We do it every, um, we, we get together on a regular basis, same time. It's set in my diary in advance. Yeah. It's a not negotiable. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask you how do you sort of like find time to, to do this? So it's really important for me to do it and so therefore I need to prioritise it. Yeah. And uh, because it's a, a high on my list of priorities, um, I we lock in those dates in advance. Google lets you... Calendars let let you do that really easy <laughs> yeah. as a reoccurring event, but I move my life around it. Yeah, because it's I'm holding it that at that level of importance to it. Yeah, okay. So it does sort of affect your perception on how you operate in other areas of your life. Yeah, if someone says to me, uh, "Can we do something on such and such a time?" and it's a conflict, I'll say, "No, I can't." No, I can't. Yeah, and I don't book client appointments around that date. Because it's blocked yeah, out wow. in my diary, so th- those dates aren't available yeah. to me. So it's kept as a priority. That's incredible. So would you recommend this to everybody? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a very confident yes, was it? <laughs> yes, 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 of course I do. Yes. Okay. If, if you're serious about achieving your goals, yeah. if you're serious about achieving that thing you want to achieve and you feel it's a really important part of your purpose, your being, if it's uh, a business related and it's part of your your KPIs that your, your organisation has set for you, then you want to be making sure you give it the absolute priority. Yeah. 
So it's really important that it's given that uh, that opportunity to stand out and uh, and fit in. Yeah, that's great. So based on your experience, do you have any other recommendations of things that you would combine with this or how to improve this particular practice? Uh, yep. It doesn't need to be in a formal environment. Yeah. So I get together with my accountability coach sometimes and we go for a walk along the beach. Yeah, nice. So it doesn't have to be a formal sit-down uh, in, a, in a business setting. Um, it's really important that whatever it is that we've agreed is recorded. Okay. If I say, yes, I'm going to take that task on, Yeah. it needs to be written down mm. and a date when it's due needs to be set. Yeah, wow. Okay. Because if it's not written down... And it's not, hey, Darren, these are the things. It's just a simple email. Hey, Darren, these are the four things you said yep. and the date. Bullet points, not a report, really yeah. simple stuff. But that then becomes the basis of me reporting back next week. Yeah. And there's no – it removes excuses. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. You sure we had that? It removes um, excuses. It removes blame. It removes finger pointing. Yeah. It just makes it clear. And if you've got that clarity to begin with, uh, and that's communicated, that expectation is communicated, then um, you will, uh, you're both on the same track. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I like the writing down, sort of keeping that and then having that as sort of like a, yeah, like a thing that is, is going to keep you accountable. That's helpful because I feel like we can make plans and when you have that accountability person, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but actually writing it down is so important. And it doesn't have to be just for accountability related stuff. Communicating and confirming and sending emails to say, hey, Tia, great to catch up with you. These are the things that we talked about. Yeah. It's just a really good thing to for each other to do. Yeah. And it you can refer back to it later mm. and it, it saves you forgetting important stuff because yeah. everybody's inundated with stuff all the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and if you want to have, have something protected and something that uh, resonates – given the importance it needs, mm. then that's what you'll do. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And like you said, we're inundated with stuff all the time, so it's so helpful to have those things sort of written down in an area yeah. where they're, yeah, accessible and communicated and, yes, very important. Wonderful. Well, thank you for answering those practice debrief questions. We're going to move into the open mic section now. So that's essentially where you as the guests get to talk about anything that you want to, anything you're passionate about. doesn't have to be related to accountability, um, but you feel free to talk about anything. Sure. What a wonderful opportunity this is. <laughs> I want to talk about the importance of communication yep. and setting expectations for okay. people and setting expectations for yourself. Because quite often um, in life and in business, we get upset the most when an expectation hasn't been made that we think was made. Yeah. Uh, or set an expectation. And particularly when we, we look at accountability and goal setting, the importance of being able to have good, clear communication, understanding what needs to be done by when does it need to be done and how that fits into the bigger picture is really key. Not every time, not every task that someone gives us as individuals in, in, in a business environment needs to be handled straight away. And quite often people take on tasks uh, that they're given. Uh, I've got a, a, a wonderful close friend of mine, uh, the best guy ever. He's a mechanic. 
Yeah. And every time you ring him up for a, uh, hey, can I book my car in or can my kids book one of their, their cars in, they're having an issue with it, he says yes to everybody. Yeah, wow. He's wonderful like that. But the poor guy struggles because, yeah, because he's yes to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and he doesn't want to let people down. And he is, he is drowning because of it. Yeah. So someone else's priorities in life, in work, aren't my priorities. Yeah. So when someone gives me a task to do in a business environment, we want to make sure that that task fits into my world. That task, if it's not in my KPIs, then it's going to need to be done when I can best get to it. I'm not going to drop a task that I'm currently doing, which is really important to either myself or my boss or, mm. or, or someone else in my organisation, ahead of that task because we need to focus on what our, our, our KPIs are um, and, and that should be our priority. Sometimes it's important to be able to do a task and just get it done, Yeah. cross it off the list. Um, that's if you're lucky enough to have a list in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So part of that communication I talked about was being able to have a list that you can work from to know what you need to do, when you need to do it by, uh, and physically cross those darn things off when you finish with them because yeah. it gives us satisfaction in getting rid of another item. Definitely. But if we're adding stuff onto the bottom to do, we better make sure we're crossing stuff off on the top. Yeah. Otherwise your list is going to have, you'll have multiple pages. (laughs) And then we're getting into overwhelm and drown mode because that's not going to happen. It's also important to be able to delay a task that someone gives you. Yeah. And to say, hey, get your importance. But right now I've got this, this and this to do. And in the next two weeks, I'm not going to be able to do that for you. You're better off being honest with them right up front than saying, yeah, 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 and struggling to cram it at the end because you said, oh, geez, I forgot about that, trying to cram it in at the end and then find that you're letting them down yeah. when you could have had an opportunity to go, hey, stop, just doesn't work for me now. And it's an explanation. It's communication with people, setting a fair and reasonable expectation. Yeah. It's also okay to be able to delegate tasks to others Perhaps they have an interest in an area that you, you don't have. They have a passion for it or they're good at it and you're not so, so good at it. But perhaps it's, it's someone who's better placed with time to be able to do a task. Yeah. And it's okay to say to someone, no, I can't do that now. Mm. I've got these things that are ahead. Uh, it's, it's not a priority for me. I'm under the pump and I just can't do that. Yeah. And I think you're better off being honest and giving that explanation than setting an expectation where you're going to do something and you just can't get it done when it's due. Yeah. Because that comes down to your credibility. It comes down to your uh, ability to plan and carry out lots of functions when you say, yes, I'll do it. It's a yeah. big commitment you make to someone else. Yeah, definitely. No, you've brought up a great point there in terms of, and I want to ask, how important do you think it is to have sort of sort of wiggle room when it comes to goals in terms of being like, okay, I need like I need to be prepared in the fact that if something doesn't really go how I expect it to go or if, you know, something comes up and I don't end up having time, how important do you think it is to sort of plan to have something happen, to have a delay? Um, I think it's really important when we go through the planning stage to give ourselves enough time. Yeah. And when I plan stuff, I allow for um, for the unexpected things to happen because they are going to happen. Yeah. They always happen, 
there's always stuff that we haven't planned that comes and gets put in front of <laughs> yeah. us or, or it, it gets asked upon us. So we, because we're smart, we're smart people, we learn by what's happened in the past, we need to give ourselves a bit of wiggle room. And so absolutely give yourself that wiggle room, build that into um, your, uh, your your process. Yeah. Um, I can guarantee you that uh, uh, when the mechanic gives you a quote on the car, if he's a smart mechanic, he'll give you a bit, he'll have a bit of wiggle room in there because there's parts and things that yeah always come up that he's not aware of. Yeah. So why wouldn't we adopt that in our in our um, in our time management? No, of course. So we're going to move into audience questions now. So we've got two audience questions. Uh, so the first one is. Are there any different techniques we can use to set short, medium and long-term goals that can help us actually stick to achieving them? It's really important in the beginning to understand what the difference is between short, uh, medium and long-term goals. Yep. Everybody has a different perspective on it. Okay. So my advice to the person who's asking the question, and it's a great question, is to say, well, what? let's put a time frame next to each of those short, medium and long-term to begin with. If short, the next we're talking the next month. So therefore, we're talking about that in the next month. That's going to take priority over what is going to happen um, over the course of a ten-year goal. Um, but it's also understanding it's the same process. Understanding what's required in each step to achieve that task by deconstructing the outcome backwards. Okay. And I think that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. Um, if it's uh, And the difference between dealing with those short, medium and long-term goals is that they are usually a mixture of a bigger goal, a bigger, a harder, more uh, more uh, difficult task mm. uh, uh, that you'll do over a longer period of time than something that's smaller, easier to manage now in a short-term goal. Yeah. Um, but it's the same process. Uh, we just need more steps. Yeah, okay. We need more steps to do a, bit, a long-term goal than we do a short-term goal. Yeah, wonderful. So the second question is how do we measure ourselves to set realistic and attainable goals? Like how do we know what we can do? <laughs> well, good good question. So how do we know what we can do? How would we, how would we address that? Mm. Do we have the skill set in our division or our group to complete that task? And that's a conversation with all the team members. Love getting all the team members of, of the group who are going to take on a task together and saying, hey, we've got this, this is what we've been given this task yeah. to do now. How do we do it? Yeah. Let's all come up with a plan. It's great if you're in a group environment uh, of, of those people who are going to be uh, working on the, on the same task because we all take some sort of ownership over the end result because we've taken the task on together as a group. But if there's only one individual doing that task, it's me, someone's given me a task to do and I'm, or, or, or um, I've set myself a goal, how do I know it's attainable? Well, it's about looking at my own skill set, my time, what are the things that are required when we deconstruct and saying there's a checklist there of all those things that I've deconstructed out of that outcome we talked about. What do I need to do to achieve each of those? Yeah. Can I do that? Yes or no? And if the answer is yes, great. If it's no, okay. So what do I need to, where do I find that person from or that thing from? Yeah. Where do I get it from if I can't provide it? So I need to go out and outsource that. Yeah. Okay. So if that outsourcing is not available or there's no budget to do it, 
Okay, so what's my next alternative? So we need to go through those things and break them down and understand mm. whether what, what 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 is required and can we achieve that? Yeah, no, definitely. All right, so let's talk about your book. Mm-hmm. So we've got The Accountability Advantage, Play Your Best Game. So this is the book that you've written as a, a separate from your other books that were a part of a separate business. So this correct. Is, so this is, yeah, this is for... This is your uh, baby. This is my baby, <laughs> correct. Correct. Oh, awesome. Okay, so can you sort of break down... If people want to buy this, where can they get it, and sort of what are they what are they in for? It's got some it's got some great reviews from what I'm aware of, and Andy Griffiths up the top there. Yep. So, what is it? Tell us about it. Sure. Um, so, uh, that book there will break down those steps. Yep. So before we talked about, we have a goal. We have um, based on the study out of the US, we have different tasks to do lift our probability of achieving that goal. Mm. So this book breaks down those tasks, tells you what you need to do in each section, gives you some exercises and some tools on how that would be done. Yeah. Uh, and so the book sums that uh, covers it in in ten chapters. Yeah. Um, and uh, gives you a taste of what you need to do in each of those areas. Yeah. Wow. So it you want to you want to identify a goal that you want to achieve, those important steps we talked about though that that road to accountability of that increasing that probability. The book outlines all. Yeah, so this book will be helpful for anybody with any kind of goals. Yep. Yeah. You can apply that to your golf handicap. Um, uh, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. I think it's a course. funny story. So I have an author photo on the back of my book, like yeah. all good authors do. Of course. And I wrote this book um, uh, two years ago when we first went into lockdown. Yeah, wow. Um, <clears throat> and I needed to get an author photo done for the back of my book. Yeah. And my kids said to me, uh, Dad, you know, and the kids are – all grown up now, but they love speaking their mind when it comes to dad. Of course. Dad, you can't use the photos that you got. You just, like, you've been in COVID. You have a COVID belly from standing <laughs> in front of the fridge. Yeah. Love kids' honesty. Oh, 100%. And so I then decided that what I need to do is is lose some weight before the photo was taken. Mm. And we were, and this was sort of back in uh, 2001, uh, sorry, uh, 2000 it was, uh, and um I needed to get my author photo done by November, mm. uh, by Cup Weekend. Yeah, uh, wow. W- w- sorry, I'd um, I booked it in to get done just after Cup Weekend mm. because that was about when the photographer could come online again after we sort of got out of lockdown one, I think it was in Melbourne or lockdown two, I can't remember the numbers now. <clears throat> and so uh, I uh, identified that back in June that I really needed to do something and yeah. I needed to lose some weight. So what I did was I came up with a plan followed my own process, was at 10% probability of completing my goal if I had a plan. The plan was to lose about 10 kilos of weight. Yeah. And um, and so – and I needed to do that by the deadline, which was uh, cup weekend. Yeah, And wow. so I had like six months. Mm. So I applied the process that's in the book and I looked at what do I need to do. Well, firstly, I don't need to – we all have like to have a drink in the afternoon. Well, I'm not going to have a glass <laughs> of wine anymore, yeah. especially in COVID. Mm. not going to do that anymore. I'll do that just on weekends. Yep. And when I'm eating food because at, 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 I'm working from home, like we all are, I'm not going to go uh, to the fridge in between meals. Yep. So I cut that out and I'm not right. going to eat bread. That's that's just not a good thing. Mm. And because I couldn't go to the gym because gyms were locked, were, were closed, yeah, I went hard. on to – it was hard. So I got on Amazon and bought one of those cross trainers, yeah. stuck it in the <laughs> garage. Perfect. So I could do some exercise um, and I knew that if I, I – had a plan, get rid of the bread, stop the, the drinking in, 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 uh, 
uh, when it wasn't a weekend, I could actually make this happen. Mm. And so I was at the time doing a, a podcast um, with a friend and I told our audience, it was about a 1,000 people listening to us live one evening, and I told them I was about to lose 10 kilos because I need to get the author photo done on the back of my book. Yeah. Which is what I talked about before about some people, most people don't want to tell others. Yeah. Because they're scared if they fail. It's it's a lack of credibility. It's uh, they'll lose, lose um, face. I told a 1,000 people you that I suddenly I'm, had a 1,000 accountability yeah. partners. And I'm, people are sending me text <laughs> messages going, how's your weight loss going? Oh, wow. Are you off? And this was positive. Yeah. I, I thought this was great. So yeah. the last thing I was going to do was fail this. Yeah. Right from the outset. I just knew that I needed to tell people about it because that was going to hold me accountable. Mm. And then I would have an accountability meeting once a week with my accountability coach and he'd want me to take a we – we did the on WhatsApp – he took a photo, uh, sorry, not a photo, a live recording on WhatsApp of my scales yeah. to see where I was in the process so he could keep me on track for losing that weight. Mm. So I followed the process and I, I lost the weight um, and th- those steps made it so easy. Yeah, wow. It's not hard to do when you know how to do it. Yeah, wow. Experts in practice, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's yes, awesome. yes. Oh, that's so cool. So, yes, this is definitely... A must read for sure. If people do want to pick this up, where can they grab it? Yeah. The best place to get it from is tickthoseboxes.com.au, which yep. is my website. That's uh, your website. Yeah. And you'll see the, the, the book there. You can download a free chapter if you want. Um, but uh, or you can buy the book online. It's uh, available through Amazon and I, yeah. I, iTunes or iBooks and all those, those places. Awesome. And for those who want to know more about what you do, mm-hmm. where can they go? Yeah. So uh, my website, tickthoseboxes.com.au, is, is the best place to start. Yeah. But I've got this fantastic um, uh, quiz uh, available. It's free uh, for everybody who thinks they're accountable to test whether they really are accountable or not. Yeah, wow. It's about 26 questions. Take you about four minutes to complete yeah. online. Uh, so if you... I did uh, do that quiz. You did that quiz. <laughs> And so you can get some really good tips as a result yeah. of those areas that you feel like you need to increase your effectiveness. Yes. I found out I am not not as accountable with my, I like to make big goals, um, but not follow through with follow them. Follow through them. So then we talk about- Everyone impl- needs to go do the quiz. <laughs> implementation and execution, as Steve Jobs said, is key. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, take the quiz. It's free. Why not? Mm. Um, um and you'll see the links off my website. Yeah, definitely. Oh, awesome. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much, Darren, for being here. It's been such an incredible conversation. Everybody go grab his book, The Accountability Advantage, Play Your Best Game at tickthoseboxes.com.au. And to our listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much again, Darren. It's been awesome. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. You have been listening to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.